This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Wednesday, November 3rd. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. DPR triggers heated debate over notifications. Biden tackles methane, promotes ag innovation. Ag trucking difficulties get Hill attention. Farmers ask DPR to stop demonizing them. The Department of Pesticide Regulation held its first listening session yesterday on a proposal for a statewide pesticide notification system. More than 450 commenters participated, offering a range of concerns over how the agency will implement the $10 million program. Several farmers pleaded with the state not to add more regulatory burdens. A Ventura County farmer-grower said she has already been antagonized and villainized over pesticide use by some of the environmental advocates participating on the call. I can't express the level of fatigue financially, logistically, and just morally that we're experiencing, she said. We have had people trespass on properties even when we've applied organic materials. She asked DPR to become allies with growers rather than demonizing them and feared clashing with advocates could shut down small family farms. You can read more on the arguments from both sides of the AgriPulse West newsletter later this morning. USDA affirms voluntary approach to ag methane. The Biden administration is rolling out new regulations on methane emissions from the oil and gas industry. But administration officials insist they intend to rely on voluntary measures to reduce methane emissions from agriculture. The administration is, quote, launching new initiatives to work with our farmers and our ranchers to introduce climate-smart agriculture practices and reduce methane on farms, which is a significant source of greenhouse gas, Biden said yesterday at the International Climate Conference in Glasgow, Scotland, where he launched a global pledge to reduce methane emissions by 30 percent by 2030. In a statement to AgriPulse, USDA noted that the pledge, quote, makes specific reference to incentives and partnerships with farmers. That is the approach that the U.S. government, led by USDA, will use. The statement goes on to say that the Natural Resources Conservation Service will use its Farm Bill programs, quote, to improve manure management, cap manure lagoons, and take other steps to reduce methane emissions, while USDA rural development, quote, will increase its efforts to finance methane digesters and biogas energy opportunities. USDA research agencies will continue work on feed additives, conservation practices, and other approaches. Now keep in mind, the $1.75 trillion Build Back Better Act that Democrats are trying to pass includes new funding for measures that could reduce methane emissions in ag, including feed improvements and installation of methane digesters. By the way, in a separate speech yesterday, President Biden officially launched a multinational innovation coalition that Ag Secretary Tom Vilsack will address in Glasgow on Friday. So far, $4 billion has been committed to the effort to use technology to increase food production and make agriculture more resilient. 
Over the last six months, we've worked with more than 75 partners to catalyze public and private investment in climate-smart agriculture and food system innovation, Biden said. Trucking woes getting spotlight on the hill. Whether ag producers need to get commodities to ports for export or to retailers, they'll most likely need truckers to get it done. But America's hauling industry is short of drivers, and it needs Congress to deal with the situation. That's the message that John Sampson, executive director of the Agricultural Food and Transporters Conference of the American Trucking Association, will be delivering to House Agriculture Committee members at a hearing today. Sampson is one of six witnesses at the supply chain hearing expected to address many aspects of the bottlenecks that are delaying the delivery of everything from vegetables to cheese. There was a shortage of about 60,000 truck drivers nationwide before the pandemic, Sampson tells AgriPulse. Now that is a shortage of about 80,000 and federal vaccination mandates are expected to exacerbate the problem, he said. Take note, the International Dairy Foods Association, which also is represented at the House Ag hearing, is forming a supply chain task force in order to, quote, develop policy recommendations to address severe supply chain disruptions affecting the U.S. dairy industry. The task force will focus on, quote, labor shortages, steadily increasing costs for inputs, and major challenges moving products through sea and land ports. Debt relief program earns praise from Black Farmers Group. The head of the National Black Farmers Association is praising debt relief provisions in the Build Back Better Act that would offer assistance to farmers regardless of race. A previously passed $4 billion debt relief program for farmers of color has been stalled in the courts, which have made preliminary conclusions that the program was unconstitutional. As the cost of farming rise, many of us will face tough choices, said Virginia farmer and NBFA President John Boyd. Debt relief needs to flow to farmers facing ruin right away. A leading proponent of the program, Democratic Senator Kirsten Gillibrand of New York says that 98% of her state's farmers who hold USDA direct loans would receive either full or partial debt relief. OSHA wage and hour would get new funding. Enforcement of federal labor and workplace safety laws would get a big boost in funding in that Build Back Better bill. The Occupational Safety and Health Administration would receive an increase of $115 million in fiscal year 2022 to $707 million. And the Labor Department's Wage and Hour Division, which enforces Fair Labor Standards Act and the Migrant and Seasonal Agriculture Workers Protection Act, would get $404 million. That's a $115 million hike. The proposal would also multiply OSHA worker safety penalties tenfold, increasing the maximum fine for willful or repeat violations to $700,000, up from $70,000, Michael Best Strategy said in a summary of the Build Back Better Act. The minimum fine would be similarly raised from $5,000 to $50,000. The cap on serious failure to abate violations would be $70,000, a 
up from 7,000. Here's today's She Said It. Sorghum is one of those crops of the future. That Glenda Humiston, Vice President of UC Agricultural and Natural Resources, she told the State Food and Ag Board that multi-party collaborations, such as one for sorghum, are an important part of advancing climate-smart ag. Well, that's Daybreak West for this Wednesday, November 3rd. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak West, I'm Jeff Daly.